0: Welcome to the Open Places podcast, where we fill the gaps in our lives with true character. Today, we're going to hear from Wanda speaking to us in the character of love and what it looks like lived out in our everyday lives. Let's listen in. The word love is perhaps one of the most overused and misapplied words in our culture. We say things like, I love chocolate. I love pizza. I love going to the beach. I love shopping. I love that song. I love that double chocolate chip frappuccino at Starbucks. Sound familiar? The reason we say we love those things is because of the satisfaction that we receive from them. First, let me just say, you're not alone. I'm guilty of using the word love to describe, well, the things that make me feel good. The reality is that our culture teaches us from a young age to value people like we value things. We associate their worth based upon the perceived benefits we can... Or do receive from them. How sad is that? That we could possibly love chocolate on the same level that we love people. But how does the word of God describe genuine love? If you've heard the teaching on love, you'll remember some of the points that were given. God says that genuine love is long-suffering, kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not puffed up. It does not stir up sensual desires in others. It does not seek to always be right. It is not easily provoked. It does not think evil thoughts. It does not rejoice in the unfair treatment of others. What this teaches us is that genuine love is not an emotion or a feeling. It is an action. It's about seeking the well-being of others without expecting something in return. Our feelings are always changing. They're up one minute and down the next. Here today, gone tomorrow. And while feelings are given to us by God, we are not to be controlled by them. We are called to a higher standard. Proverbs twenty nine eleven says, a fool expresses all his emotions, but a wise person controls them. Feelings are personal. They're attached to us. If left unchecked, they will run wild until they become bigger than us. Love driven by feelings is dangerous and unpredictable because it can drive people to control and manipulate others so that their needs are met first. When we stop loving, we stop giving. Relationships are not supposed to be treated like transactions. You give me this and I give you that treat me nice and I'll be nice back. Don't yell at me and I won't yell at you. Do what I want and I won't ignore you. Genuine love is born of God and developed when we are in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. He is the one that teaches us to love by pouring God's love in our hearts. Because it is unnatural to our human nature, it is impossible to do it in our own strength and bear on our own. Our flesh is stubborn. Our instinct is to look out for ourselves first. But here's the thing, God doesn't make allowances for sin based on the difficult times we are having with our spouse, a family, or anyone else. Ephesians 4.26 says, Be angry, but do not sin. We are allowed to be angry, but the moment we seek revenge in any form, then we've crossed the line and we have sinned. The Lord warns us many times saying, do not repay evil with evil. In fact, always seek to do good to one another and to everyone. That is godly love. Let's take a quick look at marriage. How can you demonstrate genuine love if your husband is not affectionate? Perhaps he's distant, doesn't like to cuddle, doesn't like to go out on dates. Maybe he doesn't help you around the house. He won't watch the kids by himself. He doesn't say I love you as much as you'd like. Or even say that you look beautiful. Perhaps he works too much. Maybe he prefers to watch a sports game than spend time with you. He's messy, cheap, and well, can be a big old baby. I know they exist because I've met some of them. (laughs) You get my point. You fill in the blanks with whatever your struggle is. Genuine love looks like this. Don't lash out at him with unkind words or give him, you know, the look because he didn't do something the way you expect it. You don't stop cooking him dinner or perhaps his lunch because he forgot your birthday or bought you a gift you didn't really like. You don't criticize him in front of the kids. You don't punish him by not being intimate with him. When we stop giving to our husbands things like respect, honor, affection because of our feelings, we are no longer demonstrating genuine love. We are called to honor them, to put off our old self, and to put on a new self. Selfish love justifies all of our emotions, whether they're valid or not. Sometimes we are justified in how we feel, and other times we're simply not. We forget that we are not perfect and we don't meet all of their needs anyway. Here's a bombshell. We cannot depend on our husbands to love us perfectly. I'm not saying that it shouldn't matter if your husband loves you or not. Of course he should, and you should love him. But if you see yourself as an empty emotional vessel that needs to be filled by your spouse, your focus is on the wrong person. Our spouse cannot be the source of our love. He is not the well that we are to get love from. The Lord is our source. He is the one who can fill us up. So if your husband is unwilling to communicate or make some changes and you are tempted to say rude and condescending things to him, yet you respond in a loving manner, God will see your sacrifice and meet your needs. When we choose not to give ourselves a pass to respond any old way, we are walking in biblical love. We can also call upon the Holy Spirit and say, I'm having a hard time loving my husband the way I'm commanded to love him. Continue to say that until you feel God's peace. The Holy Spirit will teach you how to walk in victory. This is not just for wives. This command applies to husbands as well. They too are called to love their wives God's way. But please hear me. I want to make sure that you understand that genuine love towards your husband does not mean that you become a doormat or a punching bag for him. It doesn't mean that you allow abuse or neglect. That is something else entirely that should be confronted and addressed. And if that's what you're suffering... Get away as soon as possible and protect yourself and your children. Reach out to godly brothers and sisters that you trust and who can help you. You can protect yourselves while trusting God to step in. And so let's talk about another group of people. You know, the hard to love. The ones that you don't like being around because they're irritating and, well, annoying. They could be family members, friends, or even coworkers. So you ask, well, if you don't like them, how can you love them? The answer is that you don't have to like someone before you can show them godly love. God didn't like or approve how humanity was living, and yet he sent his son to die for our sins because he loved us first. If that doesn't sum up action before feeling, I don't know what can. Because godly love is an action, 1 Corinthians 13 already gives us a list of love actions that we can do in spite of how we feel. We can be patient. When you act with patience towards someone, you are loving him or her. We can be kind. We don't need to be jealous of other people's successes. We shouldn't be arrogant or rude. No one is better than anyone else. We can be respectful and courteous. And lastly, to endure. It can be emotionally exhausting when someone picks you to be the person they want to tell all their problems to. But when you hang on and keep listening to someone, even when you think you can't bear to hear one more word from that person, that's godly love. We don't have to wait for our feelings to show up. We just need to act. If you do choose action over feelings and still find that you are struggling to demonstrate genuine love to someone, ask God to help you decide which love action will be appropriate for that person you are having a hard time with. Does that person require our patience, compassion, or perhaps our endurance to be that listening ear? Allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. We never know what people are going through. A fast track to developing godly love is prayer. Sincerely and genuinely praying for them, praying for their well-being. An exercise you can do right now is to make a list of people that, well, you feel like you don't like. Next to their name, write down what about them really bothers you. It could be the things that they do, the way that they live, and the way that they treat you. Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you what specifically causes you to feel that way about them. Pray for the things you see in their lives that make them so unlikable to you. Can I just say that as you move forward to do better before the Lord, check your heart along the way? Because our hearts are so deceitful, it is so easy to turn into a hypocrite. Godly love should never be demonstrated to appease God, meaning the inclination of our heart should never turn into, I'll do it because God is telling me to, but I really don't mean it. So ladies, I'm going to finish with this. We are all in the process of developing a godly character. Even though our natural inclination will be to reject anyone we have conflict with, in time, as we commit to obeying the Lord and to seek to practice love his way, the Holy Spirit will naturally begin to open our eyes to see people as He sees them. God's love is impartial. He loves the people we don't like as much as He loves us. Discerning our thoughts help us control our actions and our responses. Let's allow God to transform our hearts and our minds so that we are better able to obey His commands. The more we practice genuine love, the more we will grow in it. Let's abide in Christ so that His love will be perfected in us. I'm Wanda, and that was your practical tip for this segment of Just Keeping It Real. Thanks for listening to today's Open Places podcast as we stay committed to repair, restore, and rebuild. As women, wives, and moms, we are standing with you to help see you grow.